Welcome to PEV Lane. The show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. My name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. How are you on this fine Sunday afternoon? I'm, I've been petrified, not petrified, I've been worried about the weather the past few days because all I want to do is ride, but it's just been a game. <laughs> Likewise, we have that famous Canadian spring where oh. one moment you have sunshine and five minutes later you have a hailstorm. It's been vicious. Mm-hmm. Like I literally put on the group yesterday as I was leaving work. I decided to drive because I was like, okay, it's going to rain later on. It's going to be nasty. I get in my harm, my harm, my car. <laughs> I get in my car and like coming down from the sky was not hail. It wasn't snow, but it was just like little snowballs. Like, it wasn't ice, but it was just weird. I was like, it is what month right now? It is April? Yep. I think oh I'd God. say that's a very, like, typical Canadian thing. Great. But, uh, yeah, welcome Happy to spring. To it's today's day. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, so um, we've been battling with that a little bit, but we just want to ride. I think that's the main thing out of all of this. Um, so moving into an episode this week, it's kind of related to that. We should start off with this week. What do we have for this week? So I think the first item on the docket here is the new scooter that was just announced. Yeah, I just noticed this from Kingsong. Like they put on, um, I guess it was their YouTube channel and their Instagram. They started pushing this N12 Cobra. Live premiere. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just less interested in scooters, but it just seemed a little cookie cutter. Like I, I was like, what's special? What's special about this? The design that I saw kind of reminded me of those new Segway scooters that were also announced yeah. recently. I think maybe about a month ago now we talked about that. Yeah. So maybe the point I need to do is just like look into it and, and just be like, okay, what is this? Maybe it's, maybe it's something robust that you can actually like ride anywhere in the snow and the rain. And I think it's rain. one of their flagship scooters, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah. So yeah. if anyone out there, you know, you ride a King Song or you're interested in King Song scooters, go check out the new, was it the N12 Cobra? Yeah, I'm going to do some research too, but I saw they were trying to push it real hard and they weren't having too much luck, but. I'm sure we'll start <laughs> seeing some reviews or unboxing shortly. Yeah. From yeah. the YouTube creators. Exactly. Um, now moving on to the second thing, uh, really exciting. I've been following this like crazy because I love PV racing and e-racing and ERLs and all that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a league out there called the e-scooter championship or esc and it is like formula one like fully funded like very in-depth research and and like like they have they have almost um classes right with like amateur professional like you have to qualify i think it's like f1 like a legitimate like you have to make the team or you have to have you have to be a part of a team and they have to have a specific I think it's like three to five or three members on a team or something like that. And like there's specs for the scooters, right? Oh, yeah. You have to be within spec and everything like they're all like if you think if you know NASCAR and you know F1, like they all basically look the same, but they're all kind of different and like they're all kind of a different. They have like requirements around like maximum this, maximum that. All of these scooters look like nothing you see on our streets that we ride every day, but they are just intense and they have like full body kits and stuff on them. Aero kits. Yeah. Yeah. So in May, I think it's the let me double check on this i think it's the 13th and the 14th that sounds right yeah yeah oh it's in the other section okay um yeah they the 13th and the 14th they're in london england and they're starting their international tour and i'm pretty sure the last day the last time i checked was in the states was in america the grand finale so that's exciting maybe we have to go check that out oh i want to see the broadcast yeah and i want to see like what they're doing over there do you know do you know if they're going to be streaming it the one in london or is it only in person or well, it's. I think their their thing on Instagram is esc dot live. So okay. I would assume, or they'll at least record be. it of some. Oh, there's yeah. got to be a live stream of some sort. It's okay. very much an electronic, a new age type event. There's got to be a live stream. But yeah, cool. it's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Mark your calendars, May thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's in London, England. Yeah, nice. I think the last item from this week's news was um, EUC related. Yep. And we saw a video from Yuko. Yeah, on and Friday. they've unboxed the new InMotion V12 High Torque or high HT. Torque. Now, this is interesting because yes. it's a 16-inch wheel. And like you've mentioned to me and like I've mentioned before when I got to test one from EVs when they lent one to Toronto, it's like, yeah, it's a fun wheel, but it's a 16-inch wheel. Yeah, and I think also you ride a high torque wheel. Mm-hmm. I rode a high torque MSP. Maybe we're a little biased in that sense, but, and those were 18 inch or 19 inch, whatever you want to call them, uh, the RS. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the in motion is a 16 inch wheel. So I know the original V12 that a lot of people are riding or maybe not riding. <laughs> the wheel's fine. Nothing's um, wrong with it at all. So, you know, the original V12 <laughs> uh, is a 16 inch wheel that can go, I think up to 70 is yeah, like their that. quoted max speed, 70 kilometers yeah. an hour. Like when I got one from EVs, I did about that in my top speed test when yeah. I did it once. Yeah, and it'll maybe go a bit above, but because they have a good safety margin on in motion in King Song wheels, unlike yeah, Hot I think Wave. I've seen other people. I wasn't gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna push that. Yeah, you don't want to risk. It was it. a demo, <laughs> but the, like you said, it's a sixteen-inch wheel, so those speeds can be a bit more sketchy unless you've got a really good long, smooth surface to ride on. That's why you see the high fast, visibility. The fast riders are on Monster Pros, like big, big wheels. So yeah, better rolling. Like, so I think full circling this back, the high torque is an exciting thing. Yeah, for me, I think it's pretty exciting. I love it, living in a city. You know, we have mm. speed limits that are much lower than if you're out in like the suburbs or the countryside or the mountains where you can go a lot faster. Mm -hmm. uh, and you and, have less space. Yeah, and you have less space and everything. So city life, I think high torque wheels are pretty much the best kind of wheels because you're hitting streetlights, stop signs, pedestrians. You're starting and stopping a lot more and All having that instantaneous torque to mm -hmm. accelerate and get it in. You know, it works for braking as well. Mm -hmm. So you have a bit shorter stopping distance, I would hope, on the new V12 than you do on the uh, the previous one. And then you just have 10 kilometers less of top speed. Yeah, which um, is, that's been my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've just been living that life. Yeah, you're, you're probably at the exact same <laughs> speed with your RS. I think it's going to be 60 kilometers an hour for the new V12 high torque if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. compared to the 70 or so on the, the non-high torque version. Yeah, everything just starts screaming after I get over 55. Yeah, you hear the beeps, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like, because I've, I've paid for the alarms on my helmet too because of the wind and like I have them set around the same as what the wheel around would be Around 55, at. right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they just- And it depends on your battery, but yeah. typically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's exciting. And watching that Yuko video, they it's it's kind of funny. Their live streams, it always like it's a struggling start. So whenever you get the notification, I've pushed it and I've just been waiting. They're like, yeah, okay, YouTube's like going. And like Instagram's like going. And I'm like, open the box, <laughs> please. Maybe just cut that part out from their edit next time. <laughs> yeah. No, but I guess they're doing it live. So they want to make sure everything's yeah, going. So, But they've done that a few times with new products. I think they did that with the S20. It was quite they did, popular. Yeah, as I remember well. that. I was waiting there yep. at the beginning. So Yeah, and they had audio issues. Like yeah. the Instagram Kicking failed, halfway through. Then, yeah. Kicking halfway through. Maybe that's the point we're trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Law do the unboxing for the. He V12? was definitely on camera at the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. He, was, he, was, he was there. Yeah. I know he did the I'm S20. Sure he did one. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Cool. But I'm sure it was. Yeah. He did the S20 one as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Maybe let's uh, ask the audience how they feel about it. Yeah. So, have you regained faith in the V12 and find the high torque maybe the better option for this wheel? Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Do you think the V12 will be more popular or the high torque will be more popular? Mm -hmm. And uh, like Brett said, have you regained trust in, in motion in the V12? Yeah, from the issues they've had in the past. But I think a lot of people are waiting on this wheel, so it's... It'll be exciting to see how it performs. So far, so good. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, let's move into the topic today. Um, I, I think our last time we did this, this is kind of a revisit. This is almost like a part two of our riding gear discussion that we had. Yes. Um, we covered a lot of things and then people commented and we were like, hey, we're listening. We're here. What's going on? And, uh, and they mentioned a few things. We missed some stuff. Which is expected, but yeah, uh, well, there was so I felt like that episode was such a scramble, and I was like, oh yeah, there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, and you're like, yeah, look but, at my shoes, look at my helmet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, look at all my stuff, uh, but there's a few things that we missed, so I want to make sure that we have it in front of us here, um, the list of just a few things, and I know um, we could probably pick and choose, we can go down the list exactly, but there was one comment in specific that someone made. You can go back on the episode to see it, and they mentioned gloves. So let's let's get right into it. So we're going to talk about gear and what to wear and what weather conditions you should wear them in too. Yeah, That'll definitely. be at the end of the episode and then we'll tie that in. That'll be a good what you should wear before you go out thing. But first thing, gloves. Yeah, so for, for gloves, I think gloves are one of those pieces of uh, gear that are very dependent on the type of PV you're riding as well. Okay. Right. Yeah. In the sense that I think for EUC riders, a lot of the time you'll see recommendations for wrist guards or some sort of wrist guard combo glove if you want like 
full protection. Yeah, because that gets in the way of the actual glove if you're to wear exactly any traditional um, type of glove. And that's just good if in case you are wiping out and you're on your hands, you sliding. Um, mm-hmm. It's a benefit if you're an EUC rider. And, and then for e-skate, all... E-skate, they have pucks on their hands. Exactly. Same idea. Yep. Same so idea. there's the pucks for like longboarding and e-skate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, myself, I, I never wear wrist guards because I'm also frequently switching between like an e-bike. Yeah. Uh, so you want to wear the same thing. You want it to be versatile. Exactly. I don't want to have like a million pairs of gloves. You don't want to have an EUC kit and a, yeah. you want an e-riding kit that you exactly. just put on and ride your bike or ride your EUC. Exactly. So I have a lot of crossover myself between yeah. my motorcycle, my e-bike and an EUC ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for gloves for me, I'm tending to stick lately to just mountain biking gloves. Okay. Um, so motorcycle gloves, which I have, of course, tend to be very pre-curved and a lot thicker and bulkier because you're at higher speeds and the wind's coming at your hands and you're holding a handlebar yeah you're holding a handlebar Mm. so they have very different like top then bottom palm and lots of armor on the knuckles and so forth Mm. and uh it is good for e-bikes as well but like you're not going that fast on an e-bike typically okay so i feel like it's a bit overkill uh and obviously they're a lot hotter yeah they're a lot hotter (laughs) right you typically they're full leather you can get textile of course um but yeah, so I, I typically use mountain bike gloves because those come in like a lot of different materials um, from like leather palms to textile to mesh. And, ha- and like they have a strap in the back. And they're all like strapped traditionally to clasp around your wrist. Sometimes you get a little bit of protection on the, the wrist bone on the oh, top. Okay. Um, but usually there's a little bit of padding on the, the knuckles and stuff as well. Now, um, is there like a... Now, on the topic of gloves, is there like a half finger option for a mountain bike glove like that? There is. Um, I'd never wear half finger myself, but yeah. you could definitely get it if you want. The full Summertime. finger ones all now have like a touchscreen on oh, the index nice. thumb if you need to access your phone, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I like those and I will wear those for EUCing as well. So I just, you know, put on those and they would give you some slide protection. Um, so you don't rip your skin instantly. Obviously, they're not as padded and they're not wrist guards. So mm-hmm. if you do go down hard, you may still get injured. But I find it's a good compromise. Yeah, it's kind of like what I have in my pants. Exactly. It's, it's there, but it's not really it's there thin, to protect right? you. If you're watching yeah. the video, you can see it. But it's like <clears throat> this tiny piece of foam that sits on the inside. It's not. Yeah. It's there, but it's not really there to. Yeah. So I think, you. yeah, we didn't mention that last time. But yeah, so that's my kind of preference and you know i'd say check out different mountain bike gloves they can get waterproof ones there's summer ones there's cold weather ones and like they work great for scooters as well right if you're riding an e-scooter same idea you want also good dexterity right so you can use the controls whether it's the throttle or the brakes yeah Uh, you don't want your hand to feel stiff and like a winter glove where you can't really (laughs) maneuver your hand or your fingers yeah at the beginning of the winter i started wearing some winter gloves and i just eventually learned to hate them i was like oh my gosh yeah like, this is ugh, you lose like a this. lot of that feedback that you yeah. want right like you definitely yeah. need to, to feel it and have some feedback there yeah how about and you i think there's there's an opposite spectrum of this because there's people who like don't mind gloves and they're good and the you know they'll wear the motorcycle gloves or a leather glove or something like that and then there's people i think i'm more in this category where i don't so much like gloves on my hands as much um, or at least not thicker gloves. So I try to go with something really minimalistic that will like protect my hand, but not in a big crash. Like if my hand's hitting the ground and this happened to me at the beginning of last year, at the very first ERL night when I went yes, down, I, remember. I lost a couple of knuckles because what I wear are like those just like dipped gloves with the latex kind of feeling on the, on the front with just like a mesh on the back, like a gardening glove almost. Yes. Right. Where it's not really going to keep you warm or anything like that. But if your hand were to get like a little bit, you know, in soil or something. Bit of abrasion resistance. Yeah. If you're sliding or. You keep your hand clean from most garbage that, you know, you got to go through when riding. And um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have, you know, it's going to work on your phone if your hand's a little bit warm. Like there's no features in these. Like it's like, to me, it's a gardening glove, but I just like it because it keeps my hand a little bit warm. And even in the summertime, um, you get the weirdest burns, like sun, <laughs> like sunburn on your yeah, arm. So yeah. like you wear a long sleeve and it's like, well, tan I don't want to have a weird wrist tan line. So it's like, I'll just wear these gloves because I'm riding anyway, right? You touch like a random pole or something as you're riding, it's good to have a glove on. Yeah, right? Like a rusty sure. pole or yep. like you go to charge something, you got to lift a cover up. 
these gloves can you be get versatile. extra grip a lot of the time too yeah like the gloves will have like a material on the the fingers or the the palm of your hand that gives you more grip mm-hmm. which is the ones useful. that i use are high vis so they're like the yellow on the back and they're like extra textile on the inside yeah. i use them for work Makes I work sense. for like Canada Post and I carry parcels and stuff. And they're just like, you don't even have to grip the boxes. It, it just stays it. in your so, hand. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So when I'm out and about and I really got to go into a sketchy area or something or like say like, oh, let's go into this bush. And it's like, oh, I don't want I'm not wearing gloves. And it's like, I'll push away the bush. It's like, I got these gloves on. I don't care. So there's versatility to gloves. So whoever, uh, we should have grabbed that person's name. We could probably look it up right now. But whoever commented that, thank you for commenting. And you made a really, really good point. So that's uh that's definitely a missed out on gloves and i think part of that was because we both were just talking about our euc gear at that time oh yeah but i think from a pv perspective like i said at the beginning depending what you ride obviously your gear will vary a bit mm-hmm. and for me it's the same right if i'm on a motorcycle or an e-bike or an euc i have a slight difference in gear some of the stuff crosses over which we'll talk about yeah but like you and said then, at the beginning it's versatile it's versatile like you want to exactly. be able to wear pretty well the same thing yeah yeah and gloves may be one of the few things that you really would change. And even like something on an EUC where your hands are not required in the summertime to wear no gloves feels really nice. It does, yeah. And you're just you're taking a risk doing that, but... You're just chilling it's, it's and nice. having a nice afternoon. It's a cool feeling. It's really nice. Um, so does that cover gloves a little bit more? I feel it does. Um, but I think the main thing is like the difference between wearing it for heat and wearing it for like to keep your hands protection. warm and wearing it for protection. Exactly. Right. So like even some of those gloves may be a good point to make, even though they have a lot of the, you know, more guards and stuff and, and protection on the back of the hand. Are they warm? Are yours warm? Do you have to wear another pair of gloves over top? Yeah. You'd either need a liner. So a glove that goes inside, that's, that's like a base layer kind of thing. Yeah. Like glove liners are pretty common for motorcycling because you can put that under your normal glove mm-hmm. and it gives you extra heat. Um, but no, they're not like warm. Yeah. You're not, most people are not riding in the winter or cold weather. So with PVs, like I'm sure a lot of PV riders in, who ride in the colder weather just wear like typical winter gear. Yeah. There probably isn't much armor in them. It's just more for warmth. Yeah. And I find I do that more often than not. Yeah. And then the times when I'm actually going out riding, I'm like, all right, I'm wearing the padded hoodie. I'm wearing all this. Yeah, exactly. Know, a lot of that other stuff. So that's a good thing to make. But gloves, that's, that's a very good point uh, from the beginning. Um, do you want to move on to the next thing on the list? Yeah, what else we got? Horns, which I'm excited about because that's the one and only thing that I kind of sell mm-hmm. and that I advocate for. And the only reason why I sell it is because it's like people tell me they feel naked without it and that it's like a big safety device. So there's a few different horns out there. Um, you can have like um, like a regular like bell, like actual, uh, sorry, bell, uh, a bike bell. And you could like ding. And then there's the electronic ones that like chirp. I remember back probably two or three years ago when Jack or official electric trains was in Toronto, he had some of the chirpy ones. So I got one off of him and they're like, they're, they're useful, but they get annoying after a while. Cause they make all these weird noises. Yeah. yeah. You hear them on the group. It's all rides. electronic, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we, maybe we'll have a clip or two that comes up, but like just the weirdest, like little and then like a siren. And then I don't know. And then, when Jack was here in Toronto, he was working on an idea that would be using like a car horn, right? Because you see the videos on YouTube. Of yeah, like if you're people, in the street, it makes sense. Yeah, but you see the people who rig up like uh, train horns and yeah. stuff to cars, right? Yeah. It's like kind of like that idea. It may be overkill, but it works so perfectly. So this is when he went back to China. Uh, then this kind of came to be. Um, you see it on all sorts of devices. You see these on scooters from the factory and stuff. Like this is a great great product yeah and um it's a horn it's got uh, uh a battery in the back and it's got a remote switch and a wired switch that's great USB-C rechargeable and it's it's a legit horn you yeah wanna... they're they're quite loud yeah you ready i don't think you want to wake up your neighbors all right no we'll do a little quick beep no don't do that it'll set everything off let's pull the microphones away and see if it all right okay sure. ready yeah i'm sure it picked that up yeah so yeah, it's a legit horn, and it works really well. And then you could pair two together because that's what an actual car horn is, is yeah. high and low together. Yeah. Um, and then you can make it sound like a real horn. So I keep one in my backpack and one in my hip. That's my pants there that uh, we just pulled up and uh, have those two go off together. And it sounds like a car. It's kind of cool. I yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> I think for e-bikes, um, I mean, for lots of PVs, the horns are great in any scenario, especially if you're on the road. I think if you're in like slow moving like bike lanes and stuff with pedestrians, it's a bit 
noisy and i know you yourself you like cover one up mm -hmm. you have like a technique i use where like you a can, mute i just cover it with my hand yeah you can kind arm. of mute it a bit so it's not as noisy and startling to uh, yeah. people who are just kind of walking by or slow cyclists yeah so it's like a double-edged sword because a lot of people are like when they ride without something that's audible without a horn without a bell yeah, or anything yeah. you always hear them they're like ah, I, I wish i brought it and it's like they're riding a 100%. little more you know safe safer than yeah. than the other people but when you do have that horn you kind of be got to be cautious too or if it is one of the horns horns it's like there's an appropriate use for it like i, I wouldn't I be blaring like, this thing on the trails yeah exactly i feel like <laughs> anytime don't. you're in the road that is the perfect horn yes exactly and a lot of people ride in the road because you're going faster than a bike lane anyways so yeah, and to the main, share the lane like a cyclist kind of thing. Exactly. And the main thing is because you're sharing the lane, because you're with all those cars, that car's got to be able to hear yes. whatever that is. And sometimes a bike horn is annoying, but like you, if you have radio on in the car, if you're listening to music yeah, or whatever, you're not hearing any bells. You're hearing a car things, horn. Yeah. And often when you hear that car horn, you'll stop or do something. So I find this to be extremely effective on the streets, but I cover it to make it sound more like a bike kind of bell and stuff when i'm on the trails and that yeah. proves to be effective as well because they hear me coming but they're not startled by it yeah i don't think i could ride a motorcycle without a horn so i think yeah. it makes sense if you're riding in the street on any pv to not like that you need a horn yeah or some sort of like mechanism that's well, is there a relation there though because like with cars you honk your horn every once in a while you find on your motorcycle you have to honk more because you're yes. more invisible 100 percent. and then yeah, on a PV, i use it quite a bit and motorcycle horns are not as loud as a car horn either yeah, they're like kind of one. In, it's only one. It's, it's like exactly very like that. similar to what you have exactly. Yeah. So, so if you continue that trend, cars barely use it. Motorcycles use it more. You mm -hmm. take even more off and more vulnerable and make it a PEV. We would be, you know, to shout out to Kalen Ho. Here we go. Uh, he likes to honk his horn a lot in Toronto. Maybe he has a point. I don't like to say he does because I don't really. He honks a lot. Um, <laughs> but to honk a little bit more than regular, it seems to be a little more common. Just like, hey, hey, I'm yeah. here. Like, you don't hear me coming. Just to talk about another option for riders out there and side of things. Uh, I myself use a speaker. Oh yeah, uh, and I'll show this it quickly. I think a lot of people have seen these or have these. Just a small little is that Bluetooth. JBL? Uh, Bose. Bose. JBL. So Bose. Like some of the yeah. bigger names are great. I see these speakers everywhere. Yeah, these are very common. It has a strap which you can then like you can strap this. I put it on my bike. I I've can never strap seen it to you the handlebar. I have an issue with this. Like no. you strap it right on like even on backpack, your, like your collarbone collar. right on your backpack. Yep. And it never moves. No, it's, it's this strap is like insanely durable and it's loud. Um, and it's Bluetooth. Now, so what's you the can... point you're making with this? Because I know you're going somewhere with that. Yeah, I think, so for me, I use the speaker, and I think that when you're riding, having that uh, music or sound that's persistent uh, is good to, like, um, not surprise, but... Uh, let people know. Yeah, let people know that like you're a, approaching. Like from... a car's engine. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you're completely silent, and then you just make a loud horn noise or a, even a bell sometimes i see people get startled by bells yeah like and they'll jump in front of you instead of move out of your way yeah because they're just startled they don't they're know just what's startled. going on yeah, so, so i find with music noise coming up behind exactly. you it's like oh i hear it coming i hear and it coming. every time it, i've instead used of... this people like they notice and they hear it from quite a ways back and you'll notice them turn or look and like oh where's that and then they'll get out of your way yeah and you don't the, have to do anything now somebody listening right now might say what do you play because you hear, you see people online and yeah, they're like, yeah. man, all these people going by and their electric stuff, they're always playing this most like obnoxious <laughs> music. What the hell? And I'm like, just, just stick with the classics, man. There's, yeah, there's electronic a point to or it. classic rock, maybe <laughs> something that's not so like aggressive or. It's so hard though, because the PEV community is so versatile and so vastly different. You find all sorts of people. So to find like a music sure. that everyone agrees with. <laughs> some, and, yeah, what, uh, it, what do we call it when we have group rides? I was just going to say that. We go on group rides. Everyone's playing different music. We get to a red light. It is a music salad. A salad of music. A music salad. A compliments of Eden from uh, UC Canada. He uh, coined yeah. that last summer. He's like, man, it's like a music salad. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's it. So now every time we get to a red light, there's a few people who are doing it now. We just turn down our music and then there's a few people still playing. But man. yeah. So like the, the speaker's great. It works if you're playing music or something. You can listen to your music better, hear your surroundings without having like earbuds or headphones. Yeah, a lot of people use comms. Risky. You know, they're in between. Yep. Yeah. Um, but just to, before we go any past that, also I think like from an alarm standpoint, if you have... um. 
a speaker. Mm-hmm. If you're using Darkness Bot, UC World, any other apps that you have for your PEVs, like you can just connect it to your alarms as well, which is like dual purpose then. Oh, to have it in your ear. Yeah, because yeah, then like this speaker be will beep for me like it's in your ear, but the speaker's nice and loud and I can know when I'm at a certain speed or whatever warnings I set up. Yeah, so and I only did that recently because I, I think it was, you know, an airbender or someone on mm-hmm. Instagram or someone mentioned and he never rides without them. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should look into this. And I, I did can it, never and I hear like, the wheels oh. beep. So at least on my MSP, it was like silent when you're going 50. Yeah, I have this ultimate fear that one time I'm going to be going so fast. And I lean over to hear the beeps. I'm just going to fall off the front of the wheel because I'm trying to hear the beeps and I'm not paying attention. Yep. You know, so, oh, yeah, there's always that fear. But it's like audible noises is being heard and, and being able to be heard when you want to be. So the horn is good for that. And mm-hmm. you could also have an alarm on that horn, too, with the remote. You could set exactly, it. So yeah. you could put it on your PEV, set it, and if anyone moves it, it'll go off. Um, which I've been told actually worked for someone once, too, and actually saved their... their the I alarm what system? It was. Yeah, they set it oh, okay. on their scooter or their EZ or something like that. Someone tried to steal it, and they went off, and they scared them. And they nice. went away. Yeah, success. Um, but yeah, having an audible noise to either let people know you're coming or to be like, hey, I'm about to run into you. <laughs> That's a thing. So moving on to the next thing, uh, we got a couple pieces of visibility. Uh, a couple of things. I don't know how much we mentioned this last time. I know we mentioned white in front and red in the back when it comes to lights. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. But and I think visibility is part of your riding gear and is important to like safety as well yeah because people it's high vis is a huge me. thing yeah because i've been riding a lot recently and i just like my backpack broke and i had the lights on it that worked and then i stopped using the backpack so i had no lights on me people were like yo you need to be seen man so i put this little butt light on my pants and i like put it on with elastics and it's not going anywhere but it works great and i could sit down and you still see the light but right on the back so finally i got that on there which is kind of crucial now people will stop nice getting at me like where's your backlight no that's good because the ec lights are down really low sometimes they're not very bright you need something that's like torso and up for cars to see for people to see yeah because like even if you're riding an EUC or any the pev even most scooters times, are the worst sorry i just because <laughs> they're you can't see them it just remembered yeah you can't yeah, see it can't at see all them like at all. Oh, they're like on the ground basically but the point i'm making is most pvs excluding e-skates from what i know of don't really have leds built built in like the backfires did uh, and some of the newer ones have kits and stuff you could put on them but like other ones like like eucs have led strips most of them do have it on there and scooters have like some lights and stuff on yeah. them and headlights and sometimes stuff too, a headlight right? and that's about it maybe yeah but they have something where e-skates don't but that's it's the top half you got to think about you exactly. know have something on your helmet you know it's, yeah. it's easy to put a little light on your helmet Check like out the I, lumo helmets those things are pretty cool i put a little headlight if you're watching the video you could see it mm-hmm. put a little headlight right underneath my visor right there so like when i turn that sucker on it's like right in front of my eyes <laughs> and it just it's really bright but it works well you know i could see what's going on so when i ride e-skate i've got a headlight perfect that's that's another versatility point that you made at the beginning having something this helmet <laughs> you can switch it on when you need it and yeah i can ride EC and not it. have to worry about the headlight or at night i use both to yep. really have a really good effect and then uh, when i'm riding e-skate i still have a headlight makes sense crucial. Yeah. Um, the other thing in visibility is mirrors and i see a lot of other people have wrist mirrors which are really good they're mm-hmm. big and rounded and stuff yeah and it's, it's just nice because you can move it around easily yeah and see exactly behind you or yep. further back way behind you mm-hmm. um but the whole point is just being able to see what's ha- what's behind you and being able to be exactly. like if you check can't your blind spot your head all the time yeah being able to get a quick visual on what's behind you and this is what i use on mine i have my rear view mirror and it's like a third eye mirror and it sits like right there on my on my helmet and i could see what's behind me but the visual is not great like I have a, I have a good idea of what's behind me, but it's not. It's like I'm, you know, needing glasses and not. You can see them. that headlight coming at you though. Yeah, which is important. No. Even during the daytime, you could see the cars that are behind you, but it's rounded. It kind of looks weird when you look into it. But yeah, it's quite. It's nice to have. And people are always like, "Oh, is that your camera?" I'm like, "No, that's my mirror." <laughs> They're like, "Oh," and my camera's on the side. Another visibility thing too. If anyone runs into you or like, it's like, "Oh, you ran into me." It's like, um. Yeah, this dash is, cams are this is my insurance. More and more important, but it's definitely something extra that I would say it's not necessary, but if you you want that extra safety or security or Yeah, and that's pretty footage, well 
you know, I, I use it for Instagram and stuff more now than I did before, but I, yeah. I used it a very long time just for my security. Like, if anything did happen, it's there. But being visible and, you know, being able to see, just like, you know, you're driving a car to know your 360 around you, you know, what is around you, that's crucial, especially on a PEV. Definitely. Right? You get a dog chasing you. <laughs> it comes up from behind you. It does. It happens. That's my least favorite thing, riding PVs. On my way here, actually, some was walking their dog and the guy almost lost his he almost fell over because the dog jumped out it from the that sidewalk old lady meme yeah exactly <laughs> like the dog just went crazy as and i what are you riding by. on the way here i rode a uc the v10 v10f yeah it and has a it has a high-pitched whine which i think always gets dogs because you know how they can hear like yeah. the high-pitched sounds yeah but like you try to accelerate away you're like yeah oh, don't over torque it yeah. <laughs> let's get away yeah yeah, so that covers a lot of things. And then communication systems, too. I think we talked about this last time, but that's also on my helmet. Um, comms are good. It's very different. You know, I can't ride my motorcycle without a comm system. I was mentioning to you because in the road, you can easily get separated with traffic lights and, you know, being able to talk to someone um, if you need to, like, make a turn or get on the highway, off the highway is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I don't find it as necessary in PV rides. They tend to be a bit slower and we, we kind of, wait for people just naturally right if we're in a group yeah. ride yeah because obviously they're, they're only necessary for group rides solo you don't need a comm maybe if you want that well yeah the if bluetooth you're talking nav. about talking from one and like i yeah, use my yeah. comm 99 percent of bluetooth. the time for listening to music yeah no i'm talking purely for like literally talking, talking to other people yeah yeah okay yeah, so yeah, yeah i find like it's very important if you're on the road to have it but uh for pvs and group rides not as necessary because you're stopping more and you don't have, I mean, a lot of people do wear motorcycle helmets, I guess, which are kind of hard to talk through. Yeah. But if you're wearing like an open face mountain or not open face, but a full face mountain bike helmet, like yours, like something a little bit more, it's way like you yeah. can easily talk through this, right? It doesn't yeah. muffle your voice and you can hear as well what people are saying. Yeah. yeah. But like a motorcycle helmet, but, you can't hear anything. You may have your motorcycle too. You guys can fly. Like you end up, you're like, okay, we're going to go on the 401. Exactly. On a group you and then you all really get on easily. there. You weave into traffic and, you know, you're with eight guys and then you look around all you see is six. You're yeah. like, okay, well, the other two, I guess, are ahead somewhere. Like, yeah. those calm systems are going to come in handy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, maybe that's a good point is I use mine 99% of the time for the music. And then, actually, a few times, every once in a while, another shout out that maybe this is Kalen's Someone episode. Someone connects to you. <laughs> I, uh, I've connected to Kalen in the past. So, nice. I'll be, I'll, I'll tell him I'll, we'll meet up in Ontario Square. And I think the last time we did this, he was coming up. I was hoping he's wearing his full face helmet. I turned it on and he connected to him. He goes, what? How did you disconnect to me? I was like, I guess we're close enough. Yeah, the auto pairing is always fun. <laughs> yeah, so I auto paired to him knowing that he had paired to me in the past and it worked. I was like, ha ha. Hey, what's up? Want to come to me? I'm yeah. at HQ, O square. Cool, cool. Yeah, so I guess all of this ties in, unless you have other things to kind of cover in the gear section of thing. This all kind of ties into how you dress for when you go and you were kind of just been hinting on it the whole time the versatility of being able to be like i want to wear pretty well the same thing yep um but a lot of it like we mentioned and the opening of this episode the weather recently has just been so unpredictable it's like what exactly do you ride with um yeah so, so the first thing for me i just mentioned for riding that's versatile is a motorcycle jacket yeah i know a lot of people will wear pads or like strap on pads for elbows shoulder kind of thing or like an armor base i tend to just wear like an icon motorcycle jacket that's both wind and waterproof mm -hmm. um, because it's basically a layer it's not insulated yeah but it's like an outer layer that also has d3o like ce padding yeah so exactly. if you fall then you have armor on on all the pointy bits and i think we mentioned that in the last episode too is having items that are like two in one or blended together yep. just, they go a really long way you can layer it right yeah. so depending on the weather if you're getting crazy rain or hailstorm, mm -hmm. or if it's sunny even you can still wear that same jacket and just layer underneath yeah and i think a good thing to point out is you should have one that's not breathable so like gore-tex yes, is a great thing to exactly. keep away the rain and whatnot and make sure you do not get wet. And then you should have something that's breathable as well. So like when you do get the, the days where you want that air to be able to leave um, so you don't heat up, that's that that's not a good option for you. Yep. Like my pants here, they're like a shell. The ones that I keep bringing up, yeah. they're like a shell. So Same in idea. the wintertime, oh, right? in the wintertime, I think I've maxed out of like eight layers or something like that <laughs> underneath here. Uh, and, and then in, in the summertime, I'm wearing like shorts 
underneath this and it's still fine it works out well um but i think the main point is, is like how do you know what to wear so the one question i have for you that i don't think i've mentioned this to you before this episode so it's going to maybe throw you off okay what okay. app do you use to check the weather oh okay i mean i'm not I mean, I do check the weather frequently, but I'm not like into all these different apps. Maybe it's because I'm an, an, so I'm an Android an average user. person. Yeah. So I, I just right? use a Samsung phone. So I literally use the built-in Samsung, Samsung weather, app. weather app, which I think uses weather.com as like its source. Okay. But it's its own app that Samsung includes with the phone. So now what are the couple of things that if you're going out to ride to put you on the spot, you could throw it to me if you want to. What are you checking when you're going out to ride? I mean... I'm always checking precipitation if first. It's gonna rain. Yeah, so I'm checking if it's going to rain, and then if it is going to rain, I'll check the radar. Yeah, to okay. see specifically like for is that one all which, within that app. All within the app. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like, it, I think for the radar, you tap on it, it brings you into like your browser or something. But it's still does it show the you same a future source. forecast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's a couple of things I want to talk about too. Sure. Cause yeah, because like, some will show you past, and some will only past. Sorry. And some will actually let you see like the prediction of where the wind is. And and that's exactly what you want. Where it's when you're getting to. ready to ride, you don't care what the weather's been like. The past four hours. The past four hours. You want to know what's about to do. And then the forecasting can sometimes be hard to read. If you're in, I know we've getting, uh, we've been getting a lot of American listeners recently, but if you're from Canada, uh, there's a great app called Instant Weather, and it may work in the States too, but they draw from all the major resources as well. Um, so yeah, I guess a mini shout out to our American viewers. Uh, but if you're in, if you have Instant Weather, I use this a lot for the hourly forecast to show me exactly that, the percentage of precipitation. Each to see, hour, yeah. To see exactly what's going to happen. Um, but there's a few other things that I check too. The next one, always just like you, is I go to the radar. With that, I actually use the Weather Channel because the Weather Channel has a good forecast. It shows you like yes, the future. six hours or something in the future. Like it's actually really, really good. Or maybe even more. Yeah, I think this is the same source uh, that Samsung uses, the what you're looking at right now. Yeah, maybe likely because it's just so good. Like the future radar here is, it's not perfect. It never is perfect, but it gives you a really good idea. And you could zoom out and it's like there's a lot of premium future you things. This. Okay, yeah, I should record this for the people. So when you open this up, you get to, oh, an ad. No. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, you get to the main page here, and then you go into radar, and the future radar is just perfect. You could zoom out. There's like It's almost like premium feature-ish that you get for free. It's like yeah. a lot of other things you're kind of locked in, but you get a really good idea here. You can move it around and see exactly what the weather's doing. Um, but those are like the two big things that most people follow where I'm getting with all of this mm -hmm. is there's a few other things that I like to use as well. So when people are like, Brad, why aren't you coming out today? And it's like, this is like, well, there's actually a couple other things that I checked that I didn't like this or this. Oh, I okay. Recording. Yeah. Definitely wind for me is one. Cause yes. It yes. feels like temperature. I feel like <laughs> is almost more important than the actual temperature, at least where we are located. In the summer, doesn't matter so much, but our summers are pretty short. That's the so exact point I was going to make. Spring and fall, mm -hmm. it's all over the place, right? And in the winter, especially with especially the wind Especially in the winter, yeah. Yeah, so the wind is huge, especially right now where it's around zero degrees Celsius, which is what, 32 Fahrenheit? That's an easy conversion, yeah. <laughs> um, um, anytime there's a decent wind that's above 30 kilometers an hour, 40 kilometers an hour, a gust of 50, that'll really start to chill you out. So it's like, yeah, maybe everyone's like, Everyone was saying a week ago, they're like, yeah, it's going to be 10 degrees. And I'm like, yeah, guys, the gusts are 80 kilometers an hour. Like you're going to get tornado levels. <laughs> yeah. Like it, There's more than just the temperature you got to look at. So and I find that more on an EUC than I ever did on an e-skate. With an e-skate, it didn't matter. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, no, we're going out. It's going to be fine. It's like I'm not worried about wind. If it's good, you know, um, temperature out, I'll be fine. But with an EUC pushes you around yeah so on heavy i literally days. saw someone commenting on facebook for some post some guy was asking how to turn better on on his euc and someone commented about how like the body posture and positioning is that much more important on an euc because of wind and just how like the wind can really impact you when you're riding an euc from like the side winds to the front wind if you're trying to turn and it's blowing in the opposite direction for example yeah, it all and, plays like a huge part into like your body position compared we, to other PVs. Anyway, we talk to a lot of other people too, and they keep on saying the faster you go, that it's better to be tucked down. Yeah, to be, exactly. To be seated. You don't want to be a sail. 
Yeah. Or if you do want to be a sale, maybe you want to use that sale to like help you <laughs> be and going not downwind, be a detriment you know? to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Don't be going straight headwind, you know, look at the wind direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good point too. But wind, it could be really detrimental. If you're looking at the weather, it's like, yeah, it's great. But maybe it's like, it's a calm before the storm and it's really windy. You know, that's yeah. a very high possibility. Exactly. Uh, another point I like to make too is even though it may be actually cold, like zero to five degrees Celsius, if it is straight sunshine and no clouds in the air or in the sky at all, it could be potentially warm day. And it's like when that sunshine is directly on you, it keeps you warm. So to know if it's cloudy, but it may actually be cold, it could be a decent day to ride. But if there are clouds everywhere and it's still like maybe 10 degrees Celsius, you're going to feel cold, more cold than you would on that you know, three degree day with direct sunlight. Do you find that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sun make plays a huge imp uh, role in like keeping you warm. And on the topic of sunshine too, I think it really plays into the morale of things. Like some of the best group rides that we've had are when people are like, oh man, it's a bright sunny day. Like just the sun is down on us and it's really nice. Uh, so I think the sun is, is crucial to having at least a good day out there. You can go on the, you know, on the summer days, having less and having cloudy day, on a really hot day, it can be really nice. Yeah, I love the sun, but you know, someone as fair skinned as me, <laughs> I have to always think about the the UV. Yeah, so which let's is move actually on to that. something I check in let's the weather. Move on to that. Yeah, UV is kind of crucial because, like, say you're wearing elbow pads or wrist pads or something, you go out on a long ride, you come back, you have like strap burns. Yeah, <laughs> at least I do sometimes. Yeah, I pretty <laughs> much like. I Burns rarely wear shorts or like t-shirts when I'm riding. I find I always wear like a long sleeve, even in the, the summer, mm. just wear like a full jacket, full jeans or pants. It just covers your skin. And then I don't have to worry about wearing sunscreen except for my face. Yes. Um, and I, do, I it find just makes I it easier. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's much easier. And then if you just carry like a little thing, little thing of sunscreen to put on sunscreen yeah. becomes a two, three minute thing. You get your yeah. ears, your nose. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so it becomes a lot more crucial. Check the UV because in the summertime that could work against you. But, you know, having that cloud cover can be nice on those hot days as well too, right? Um, humidity, that's another good thing to mention if we haven't already. I'm pretty sure we haven't. Um, humidity, if it's like in the summertime and it's really, really humid, you're going to have to look into overheating issues. Yeah, you got to wear the correct gear, especially when it's really humid because... It'll stop your body from being able to perspire correctly. Oh, right, because when you're when the humidity starts to get so high that the air water content uh, prevents the sweat on your body from evaporating, then you'll overheat because you sweat to cool down, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you basically need a material that will wick the sweat away, um, um, and then that will dry out. Because if you're wearing something that will just like hold the sweat, yeah. Um, as soon as it's really humid then that will never dry. It'll never evaporate and you'll actually overheat. Well, I got a good solution. Yeah. Just ride faster. <laughs> <laughs> Defeat the laws of physics. Yeah. You're just sweating. <laughs> Put that sweat to work. Go faster and it'll chill out your body like it's supposed to. You right? heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Ride just faster to cool down. Lean on, chill out. You know? You need a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start making t-shirts again. Lean on and chill out. Uh, yeah. So that uv humidity hot we're not thinking about that right now so much because we've had so Soon much garbage enough. but yeah, it's something yeah. on our minds because like you're forecasting in the radar we're forecasting the summer see so, you know you know we're gonna have to get the sunscreen out soon and start getting ready for all of that um is there anything else you want to mention before we go into some shout outs no i think i'm good yeah let's let's talk about some shout outs yeah, and I think we decided this week, because we're talking about Garen so much, instead of shouting out a singular person, it may be more beneficial to those listening and those watching um, to hear some company names of more of the recommended companies that we know of in the space of these different things. So maybe we should actually just think head to toe of different things and recommended companies for each type of thing or overall shell companies that have... Um, kind of taken more of a liking or I have started as a PEV safety company. Um, so yeah, let's start. Do you have anything else to add to an intro on something like that, but shouting out? No, I think that's it. I think for myself, uh, I can start. Yeah, let's go. Um, you know, from 
a brand perspective, I think, you know, start head to toe. So helmets, um, I personally love uh, mountain bike full face helmets. So I always say check out Bell. They make some really good helmets. Pro frame. That's what I'm riding. Um, and then there's Troy Lee Designs, yep. which I think is what which you is ride. My recommendation for so full face. Both of these companies make great full face helmets. There's lots of others out there. Some are a lot cheaper. They may not have MIPS or certifications that are actually ensure that the helmet will do mm. its job. So I think that's important. I've seen some people ask on forums like, hey, what's the best full face for $100 or less? And well, I, Pro frame, Troy Lee Design yeah, well, stage. Well, they're not $100. Well, they're not $100. <laughs> so what I would say end, first like, These is, are high recommendations. Yeah. But for someone who maybe doesn't have the budget for it, I say get a bigger budget. But that's, well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. No, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. That's a good point. Like there is a certain level where you have to kind of be spending a, a, a minimum price point to get a quality full face lid that you need um, for that what you need. you're doing yeah yeah and your your head is worth more than a hundred dollars so yeah maybe increase your budget and go from there and um, when it comes to like pv specific companies go with the more trusted choice more of exactly. the motorcycle more of the mountain biking exactly. they know the helmets best and they're making some of the greatest products that nobody's in the yeah and a pv created space can probably replicate this quickly so we trust them Yep. I'm not going to name any motorcycle brands. I know like there's tons of motorcycle helmets out there, but most of them are all certified because they have to be for street mm -hmm. uh, legality reasons. So, I mean, I, I personally ride with HJC. It's my favorite motorcycle brand for helmets. I have quite a few of their helmets. Um, yeah. There's tons of other brands out there. Uh, jacket wise, I mentioned earlier in the video, mm -hmm. um, uh, I rep icon and alpine stars yeah so they're kind of my favorite motorcycle. jackets they're motorcycle but i use them in all my pvs i use the icon jacket across the board euc e-bike if i have to if it's raining or yeah. um, you know if i want that full protection um trees will hurt you just as much as asphalt so if you're yeah. off-roading or something uh so for me those are the two icon alpine star um and then I guess we go down pants. Well, in the PV space, uh, if we're going to continue with the top, lazy rolling is huge. Yes. And they've got all sorts of jackets and mm -hmm. stuff where they have the built-in pads. And then I know there's a lot of replicas that are out there and a lot of Chinese companies can make you like a padded hoodie and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, if you have less of a budget for, you know, maybe the motorcycle ones and it's, you know, helmet definitely spend your money but on a if you want to go a little bit less on something like a, a hoodie or a jacket there's some good options out there lazy rolling is not necessarily cheap but they're pev centered and focused i was gonna say i think their jackets are more expensive than my icon oh yeah probably but they're they're nice um yeah. and i was gonna they're mention well made them too for, they source good material yeah they try to it's gonna mention them for pants because i think they have a good yeah moving on to pants. option for pants especially because a lot of pvs you're standing um and an e-bike you know it's different but uh if you're standing on a scooter, you see e-skate, lazy rolling are your best because they're designed for standing. Mm. A lot of motorcycle pants are pre-curved. The armor is pre-curved in the knees. I don't recommend these to many, if anyone, yeah. because they're curved like that. Like it's not yeah. something you're going well, to like. You're going to have to learn to They're designed for you to be seated, right? Yeah. So like the armor is literally curved for your knee when it's in a, a 90 degree position or whatnot. And that's very uncomfortable when you're standing mm -hmm. because it just kind of like presses into your leg or bulges. It just out. doesn't feel right. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. So, so check out Lazy Rolling. got a great option because they, they design them specifically for a standing posture. Yeah. I don't know if I have a better recommendation for pants, to be honest, because no, pants are just kind of a, more of just a personalized thing. But um, if there's something to think about in pants relating into shoes as well is Gore-Tex. Like if you're looking to stay dry, it doesn't matter what kind of line or product or brand you're going to buy. If it's made of Gore-Tex, it's going to keep you dry. So if you're thinking about pants and you're going to be riding and you know it's going to be wet, search something with Gore-Tex. It'll keep you dry. Yeah. If you've got unlimited budget, just look up Climb. They mm -hmm. make motorcycle gear and they have pants and stuff and jackets, but it's very expensive. Um, yeah. but I also think like from like a waterproof perspective, you can just get a full body, like waterproof suit for 80 bucks. Uh, if you want to go that route, if you're riding, I like, I feel like I'd be in a garbage bag. It kind of is weird. right. It's like fully <laughs> waterproof. It's an oversuit that goes over top of whatever you're wearing <laughs> below, but you know, it works and it's guaranteed to keep you dry compared to something that eventually might wash out. Yeah. Like Scortex even eventually may soak through at some point. There's a lot of products you'd be like, oh, yeah. spray this on, wash it in, keep yeah. up the repellency in it. Yeah. So it's There's not maintenance. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, but there's some great options. And then shoes, um, some of the great brands. I, I don't know if I'm really recommending a brand than the styles that we talked about in the last episode. So if you listen to the last episode about riding gear to have the high top, something to cover your ankle. Yeah, same There's enough me. shoe brands out there that make it. But there may be something in the works coming up in the future that's more geared towards, you know, we're talking about a sole that's a little more rigid. So um, maybe there's something coming out in the future that'd be a little more geared towards that. I think I would love that. Yeah. I think we all would. So we'll see. Hint, hint. <laughs> we all know there's things in the works. Uh, so um, should we throw the question to the audience? What are your trusted brands? Because I know we didn't even mention TSG Pass as a helmet option for a lot of people and they enjoy I'm that I'm not one. a fan. But I'm not a fan either. But it's good to mention <laughs> We're going to get a lot of hate for that. Yeah, the both of us. It's, it's like if you want to become a content creator, get a TSG Pass and a 360 camera. Um, but... I don't really recommend them because I just feel like you're in a tin can, in my opinion. It's harder to see and it's just less comfortable from what I experienced personally. That's why I got this helmet that is so open. There's so many vents. It doesn't even feel like I'm wearing a helmet. It feels like I'm wearing more of a half helmet than a full helmet. But that's my opinion. You don't have a visor, which could be an argument. I have goggles that fit exactly. Perfectly. Yeah. Like, so some people don't like it has goggles. goggles slot. Yes. Like no, no, no. hundred percent. I just mean, there's no visor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a big, which thing. some people every say they TSG, want a visor, right? Every TSG owner is going to be like, yeah. What about that though? Exactly. And you're like, ah, yeah, well, you know, the bugs came and I just put on my Ray-Bans and hope that, <laughs> hope that they stop most of the bugs. And then you see me halfway down the trail going, oh, oh my eye, oh my eye, you stupid bug. Yeah. The visor. That's pretty, yeah pretty crucial but yeah if you know of any companies that you would recommend in the comment section down below let us know um because uh we don't know everything and of course we always rely on you for some of the better answers if you've got them shout out to the guy who had the gloves comment seemed to be a highlight on this episode and um yeah i think the main message of all of this is be prepared stay safe you know dress for the slide not for the ride even though we talked a lot about dressing for the ride, even though we did interject a lot of safety into it too. Uh, I, I, the point maybe I'm you got making, me there. I get the point maybe I'm making is that if you're, if you're, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. Going out for the ride for a ride on a PEV. Hopefully it's, you're not intending to crash in a sense and doing it more like just making sure you're going to be prepared but you do have a point we got to change that saying to dress for the ride and the slide yeah it's it's just i was in the middle right, right? there because i'm like yeah you do have to be protected of course it's both it's both but it's yeah, yeah. maybe that's the moral of this entire episode there right at the go. very end extended out an extra three minutes to get to that revelation that <laughs> there that's a new term we can't we can't have that anymore dress for the ride and, and the, the slide. slide there we go thanks so. for watching Catch us every Tuesday and we'll, see we'll you guys be there next time. Yeah. Peace out. PV Lane. Oh, yeah. We're here every Tuesday. <laughs> hey, you realize that entire episode we didn't have the light? I thought about it in the first five minutes. Did you guys notice? God. We should have had the light on here. Got I'll... the sign at least. Wow. We really did turn that into a casting coach. <laughs> Whoa. What?